Mark chapter 5, from verse 21 onwards. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We see in Mark chapter 5, in this little section that we read, Jesus Christ was ministering, and while he was ministering, there was a man who came to him with a need. His need was great. His need was a virgin. His need was urgent in nature. When Jesus Christ was ministering, Jairus came to him and Jairus said, Lord, my daughter is dying. Daughter is dying. Come and heal her. Place your hand on her, Lord, and heal her. Then she will live. We can all see a person who is very sick here. We see the parents who is very desperate here. And we see the Lord who has authority over the entire situation here. And not only does Jesus have the power over our situation. Jesus had compassion and he still has compassion over our situation. No matter what our circumstance may be, no matter how difficult it may appear, the Lord Jesus Christ is willing and is able to come anytime we call upon him with a sincere and a desperate heart. Jairus, though was a ruler, he humbled himself 
and he came to the Lord Jesus Christ and he sincerely desperately begged him to come and heal his daughter we must understand that Jairus when he came to Jesus he came at the verge of his daughter dying that means it was not when his daughter just got sick but this is when all hope was gone this is when no one else could do anything doctors failed medicines failed all remedies failed everything failed but jairus knew that he had one person that he can turn to and this person has the power that no one in his lifetime ever had and he had the keys to the health of his daughter so he came to jesus christ when at the last few moments before his daughter would die he came to jesus christ god is speaking to our hearts at this hour go to jesus any time of the day go to jesus any time of the night go to jesus when you have a problem before you have a problem go to jesus whenever you should go to him go to him have a habit of going to him all the time god is speaking to our hearts at this hour and the spirit of the living god is in our midst the lord god almighty the maker of heaven and earth the word of god the eternal lamb of god was in front of jairus at that time the one who created the whole world with his word the word of god was standing before jairus there jairus has this understanding that god almighty can hear him no matter a sick his daughter may appear if i go to jesus christ god's power through jesus christ will cure his daughter who is about to die he had faith that she will live he came to jesus with such faith she will live that she is not going to die she will live if jesus would only come if jesus would only come she will live when we take our problems to jesus christ we need to have that kind of faith that when we go to him he will hear us he will deliver us he will answer us 
He will do that which is necessary for us. He will answer us speedily. Jesus said, His elect, those who cry out to Him day and night, God will answer them speedily. God will answer you speedily. This is the Most High God this morning. God will answer you speedily. If you cry out to Him day and night, God will answer you speedily. If you cry out to Him with faith day and night, God will answer you speedily. The Lord is speaking to our hearts at this hour. It is a very, very important message that the Spirit of the Lord is giving to our church during this morning hour. God is speaking to our hearts. God will answer us speedily. No matter how impossible your situation may appear, no matter how cruel the disease or the disorder may be, no matter how tormenting the sickness may appear, no matter how prolonged the symptoms may be, whatever it is, our God is bigger than our problems. Our God is bigger than our circumstances. If we can only see as how Jairus saw. He had faith that his daughter would live. Lord, come and lay hands on my daughter. She will live. She will live. Jesus saw his faith. And he worked with that faith because it was active faith. When you come to God, let the Lord see your faith. Let it be. Active faith. May he see that faith. And may he answer you from heaven. May he see humility. May he see your humility and answer you from heaven. May he see your sincere cry and answer you from heaven. Now Jesus Christ answered Jairus' plea and he went to Jairus' house. A lot of people were there. Jesus Christ paid attention to the need of that one man. And he went to his house. At the time Jesus went to his house, his daughter's, Jairus' daughter's health became worse. It went from bad to worse and she died. We're going to just go to that scripture Verse 35. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? God is speaking to hearts today. How many times have you prayed? And how many times have you heard the Lord speak to you? Something comforting. Something assuring. And right after that, all hell broke loose. And everything went from bad to worse. 
How many times have you seen that happen? I've seen that happen many times. As soon as the Lord would say, I will come and do this. I'm going to do this sin. You get so happy that he's going to do this. And everything goes downhill. When everything goes downhill, what are you supposed to do? When everything goes downhill, all you need to keep within your ears, all you need to keep before your eyes is what the Master said. What did He say? He said, I will come and heal her. He said, I'm coming, Jairus. I'll come and heal her. I'm coming. Jesus said, I'm coming. I'm going to come and I'm going to heal your daughter. Jairus came and begged him. And Jesus said, I'm going with you. And Jesus began to move in the direction. While his daughter was sick and in bed. Remember this. The moment you go to him, the moment you go to God Almighty and you lay a petition at his feet with great humility, with great sincerity and you pour out your heart before the living God Jesus Christ not only he hears you but he begins to work he begins to move in your direction the very important message that the Spirit of the Lord is giving at this hour When God speaks to us something very important. When the Spirit of the Lord is telling us that I'm going to be doing something in your life. I'm going to come and do something in your child's life. I'm going to do something in your family. I'm going to do something soon. The enemy who does not want God's name to be glorified in your life We'll try to see how he can make things worse. How he can make things worse. And why? Because if he can take your eyes off of Jesus, who's coming with you to do the miracle, who has begun moving in your direction, then he can cause you to lose that which God has promised for your life. I'm going to repeat this. The moment you pray and you pour out your heart before God, the moment God has spoken to you, say, like today's morning call, or like last night, or during a Sunday service, or when you were reading your Bible, God has spoken very distinctly to you. After God has spoken very distinctly, and you know God has spoken to you, and you're so happy and you're excited that God has spoken to you. After that, when all hell breaks loose, Satan coming full force with one intention, which is to bring unbelief to you and make you feel like, what's the use? Things are getting worse. It's not going to work. Forget about this. Go into despair. And miss the blessing that God has for you. God 
is looking for people. During those moments of adversity to keep listening to the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. You listened to His voice and He listened to your voice. Because He listened to your voice, He spoke to you and He said, I'm going to do something about your problem. And once you hear Him speak and you see things going the opposite way, don't look at what's happening. Look at who's going with you. Have you called on the name of the Lord? Did He say, Call unto me in the day of trouble? I will answer you and you shall glorify me. Did He say that? Did He ever say that in His word? Did He ever say that to you from His word? Is He capable of fulfilling His word? Has he ever not kept his promise? Is he faithful to his word? If so, no matter what happens, we can fully, securely trust in what he has spoken. Don't keep your eyes on what you see. Don't keep your ears on what you hear. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ, who is the author and the finisher of his faith. The faith that Jairus had was given by God to Jairus. That faith that moved him to come to Jesus, the faith that moved him to talk to Jesus, the faith that moved him to move Jesus to go with him to his house, was sustained by God Almighty even when things got worse God is the author and the finisher of your faith when God begins to work in your life and you say yes to God's work in your life and you go with the flow of the Holy Spirit and you say no matter what happens Lord I'm not going to take my eyes off of you I'm not going to look at what's happening around me no matter Who says what? I'm not going to pay attention to the words of the unbelievers. I'm not going to pay attention to the words of the so-called believers who are unbelievers. I'm not going to pay attention to whatever scene that Satan is making in Jairus' daughter's life. She died. By the time Jesus started going to his house. She died. Everything became worse and it was over. Now you have people coming. Not only did Satan take Jairus' daughter's life, Satan also entered into some people to come and convey the news to Jairus. His news was the people who came. The news was Not just your daughter is dead, but your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the teacher. Give up. Don't trouble the teacher. 
Just go home and make the funeral arrangements. Don't trouble the teacher. Accept the deceit. Don't trouble the teacher. Well, you have so many people who have their children dead and they all buried them. Don't trouble the teacher. It's over. This is beyond your control. You did whatever you could do, Jairus. You prayed your heart out. You cried your eyes out. You came to Jesus. You begged Him. And Jesus heard and Jesus also made the effort to come. But unfortunately, your situation is much bigger, you see. Your daughter is dead. Oh, death is so big. No one can stand before that, Jairus. Come on, let's go home. Don't trouble the teacher. If you try to pray anymore, that's trouble. It's troubling the teacher, Jairus. It's a waste of time. Are you praying over some dead circumstance? It's a waste of time, Jairus. Those were the voices that came from the pit of hell. To move Jairus outside the will of God. It was God's will that day for God to manifest his power in Jairus' daughter's home. In Jairus' daughter's life. That was God's will. Jesus was operating according to heaven's time and according to heaven's calendar. Sometimes when you look at how God operates, it look like, what is he doing? The matter is so urgent. Well, it's beyond hope now. We can't do anything. So let's just surrender to the enemy who came and robbed everything. Let's surrender to the enemy called defeat. Let's surrender to the enemy called disease. Let's surrender to the enemy, whatever the label may be. I don't care. Neither should you. Do you care? Do you care enough to still continue to walk with Jesus to bring him into your circumstance. He brought him into your circumstance initially by calling him and bringing your matter to him. But you have to continue to have him with you by you walking with him and him walking with you all the way to the moment of the miracle that needs to take place in your life. Remember, even though we are needy people and we all need miracles in our lives, that is not the ultimate purpose here. The ultimate purpose is God's name should be glorified. The ultimate purpose is God's kingdom should come there and dispel the kingdom of darkness, dispel the powers of darkness, devastate the kingdom of darkness. God is looking for that one man, one woman who would say, I will not give up no matter what. I want to see the power of God in my body. I want to see the power of God in my son's life. I want to see the power of God in my daughter's life. I want to see the power of God in my marriage. I want to see the power of God in my family. I want to see the power of God in my home. Not just because you feel sorry for yourself or sorry for your child or sorry for your marriage or sorry for your family. You need to get out of that self-pity mode. You need to have that 
godly zeal to see God's kingdom come in your body to see God's kingdom come in your home to see God's kingdom come in your marriage to see God's kingdom come in your finances have you given up over any situation or are you at the verge of giving up or are you so used to what is happening or what has happened and you're hearing everybody saying it's never going to go forward there's no improvement it's never going to happen and just say lord whatever your will is in a way of unbelief we need to say whatever your will is with faith and not with unbelief many times let that will be done comes out as a way of escaping escaping from the situation due to lack of faith god is speaking to our hearts today where is the zeal that you need to have for the lord god to be glorified in your circumstance how can we give up if our hearts are burning with the fire of god to see god's kingdom come in our midst how can we take satan's answer as the final answer satan comes to steal kill and destroy and he is a liar father of lies we have nothing to do with him because our kingdom is built on truth and it is truth itself in order to drive out the powers of darkness that has invaded your home that has invaded your body invaded your finances invaded your marriage invaded your family invaded your children invaded your workspace invaded your soul invaded your mind whatever it is god says just like how you came to jesus and you said oh jesus help me oh jesus i know if you can come with me if you would only come with me i know that my death circumstance will live you had faith is a faith continuing to go with Jesus Christ he will sustain you when jairus was no longer able to bear this news the king that his daughter died he never thought that she would die because he was standing before Jesus Christ he had great that his daughter would live if jesus would only come she would live and jesus said i'm coming and he started coming so he never thought that she was going to die nevertheless she died satan sends his agents to see how he can thwart the plan of god that god had that day in Jesus's life in Jesus's home for the lord to be glorified that day more than your own need more than the need of your family we must think about the need for the king of kings and the lord of lords to be glorified in our lives 
God needs to be glorified. Therefore, death cannot be there. God needs to be glorified. Therefore, sickness should not be there. God needs to be glorified. Therefore, peacelessness and chaos should not be there. When you pray, focus on God's kingdom invading your situation. Focus on God being glorified. Not on yourself, not on your circumstance. Even though our circumstances can grieve us. Our circumstances may be very painful. Our circumstances can almost break us down, but we're not broken because our God is holding us together. We must understand our whole goal should be, Father, glorify Jesus. I'm not going to leave this earth without seeing your glory come down in my family, come down in my body, come down in my marriage. We need to have adamant faith. We need to have adamant faith. We need to have adamant faith. Faith that will move the heart of the Father. Never take no for an answer. Never take Satan's answer as the final answer. Never listen to the voice of the enemy that will come through anyone, whether through your own thought, whether through the voice of someone. Satan will try to discourage you, do his maximum because he does not want God to be glorified in your life. May God be glorified in your life now and forever. In my life now and forever. God is speaking to our hearts today. Be a person will persevere. Be a person of faith. When the whole world says something opposite to what God can do, look for God's word to come to you again. Many times God will speak to you and Satan will do all kinds of things and God will speak to you again. Hold on to every word that God has spoken to you every single time. And meditate on his word. That's what Jairus did. When these people came. And they came and said. Oh no use. No use. No use. Jairus. Leave. No use. Just go home. Jesus. Didn't let Jairus. Just go. Go. The daughter died. Go. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus encouraged Jairus over there. Jairus, you came this far. Let's go. Let's go, Jairus. I'm coming with you. Look what I'm going to do. Our God is a God. When He sees our faith, He will take us far. He adds to it. When he sees your faith, when he sees sincere faith, he will add to your faith by giving you his word. God will add to your faith by giving you his word. Praise be to God. When you come to God with faith, you say, Lord, you can, I believe you can, I believe you can, and everything goes downhill after that. The very same God who said, yes, I will, yes, I will, and I'm coming with you. And who is working out 
a miracle for you. While he's working out something, Satan is also unleashing his force, his weapons, to dismantle what God wants to do. God will strengthen you as long as you're with him. If Jairus would have just left Jesus without saying a word, by listening to the voices of those people and he would have just gone with them, we wouldn't see the story in the Bible. But Jairus didn't leave. Jairus did not leave. When the people came and they spoke to him, Jairus still stood next to Jesus. He still stuck with Jesus. Though his heart was broken when he heard the news of his daughter's death. He still stood next to Jesus and Jesus spoke to him. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Even beyond this point, Lord, even beyond this point, God says beyond this point, yes. No matter how your circumstance may appear, Oh, Jesus is coming. He's coming with you to do something far greater, not just to heal, but to raise the dead. Hallelujah. To raise the dead. Has God promised us this year? Did He promise? Did God really promise? Did God really promise the beginning of the year that He will give our dead back to life? We need to hold on to that. No matter what happens, no matter how things may appear, we know He is the God of resurrection and life. We need to have adamant faith. No matter what we see around us, we need to say, God, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. I don't want to be like the double-minded person who gets excited when the word comes and then looks at the signs, the symptoms and whatever happens and gets discouraged and then gets happy and gets discouraged and gets happy and get discouraged. Nothing will happen. The word will be there, but the word won't become active in such people's lives, lives according to God's word. He says, a double-minded person will not receive anything from God. You need to have consistent faith. What time I'm afraid I will trust in Him. Satan can bring fear. Don't let it occupy you. Satan can bring confusion. Don't let it dominate you. Satan can bring all kinds of news to your ears. Don't let that permeate you. What needs to dominate your mind, what needs to dominate your body, what needs to dominate your family, what needs to dominate you is His Word. What has He told you? What has He told you? If He said, I'm coming and He started coming, the one who began his journey with you will make sure he comes. He'll make sure, the one who began his journey with you, he'll make sure that he'll come with you to finish what he began in and through you. God is speaking to your heart at this hour. God is not standing next to you without giving you the help that He, without giving you the help that you need. 
God is standing next to you to help you in times of trouble. When things get worse, He's there to give you His Word. Not just to comfort you, not just to make you feel a little better, no. His Word is our lifeline. His Word is our anchor. His Word will get us through to victory because there's power in His Word. He said, don't be afraid, only believe. Believe on what? Believe the way you believed me, Darius, when you came to me, that your daughter will live. Believe me, the way how you believed when you came to me. Don't move an inch. Yeah. Situations change, circumstances change, everything looked better before when you first believed. But now it got worse. Doesn't matter. Keep your faith exactly the way it was when you first came to me. Only believe. Don't be afraid. Which means don't give room to fear. Don't give room to what the enemy tries to deposit inside of you. Don't give room. Don't be afraid. Only believe. And what did Jesus do after that? This is very important to note and to practice. Verse 37, And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Oh wow! Jesus keeps people from following him? Absolutely. He knows who will, who are the people who will be a blessing who would be there to witness what God is about to do, who are going to be used by the Lord later to do the same thing, and who are the ones who are going to be there to be used of the devil, to hinder the work of God. You need to know in your life what you need to let in and what you need to block. Don't let anything, everything, anyone, everyone speak into your life or hang out with you. You need to surround yourself with what God has spoken to you. You need people who believe what you are believing God for, which means even if no one is there to believe what God can do in a situation. It's better to be alone than to have a whole bunch of people who say, I'm there to support you, I'm there to be with you, and to tear down your faith. Agents of Satan, they are. Jesus is with you. He took only three people with him. If you look at the beginning, you'll see, beginning of this chapter, there's a great multitude that followed him. A lot of people were there. Anywhere Jesus goes, you'll see a whole multitude there. But in the situation, Jesus said, No one should follow me. All of you, go back home. It takes character to do that. Jesus was not a people pleaser. Jesus knew how to speak, what to speak, and when to speak. He showed compassion when he had to show compassion, but when he saw that 
Satan was using people to create an atmosphere of unbelief where he cannot work. He said, I got to take care of that first, which is get rid of unbelief. Get rid of the atmosphere of unbelief. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Make sure you surround yourself with God's word. Surround yourself with God's word. And surround yourself with God's word. Surround yourself with God's word. That's all is necessary because God's word will do wonders. God's word will fill every void. God's word will do the miracle that is necessary to bring glory to God. Our motives should be right and we must be passionate about what is right. Our motives should be pure and we should be passionate about what is pure. Verse 38 Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in he said to them why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. What's happening? You have a whole group of people who is operating in the flesh. Jesus is operating in the spirit. He's, he's seeing something that he's about to do. But the people over there are not seeing that. Even though he is a mighty miracle worker who is in their midst. Jesus is not belittling death over here. Jesus is not denying the death of this girl. But the fact that the Lord of life is there in their midst and they have seen so many miracles Jesus do, that they continue wailing and weeping in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ is what Jesus Christ disapproves of. Jesus never will go and say that, oh, you're crying because someone is not feeling well. I'm not going to do anything for you. No. We've seen this many times before in our services. The Spirit of the Lord has said, when you cry, cry tears of faith, tears of perseverance, adamant faith. Those are the tears that God is looking for and God will work with like the tears of Mary and Martha. We need to be people of faith. Even now, Lord, I know you can do this. Jesus heard that. The moment he says only believe, we need to be people who listen to his voice and not look at the circumstances anymore. And say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Don't let outside influence get inside of you. Don't let the enemy dominate any part of you. Jesus got all the agents of Satan out. And when he saw the people there crying and weeping and making a scene, even after he went there, he says in a nice way, very nice way, to make them understand he is there 
she's not dead, she's sleeping. That means she's going to do something there. Do you know what those people did? They ridiculed him. Verse 40. But when he had put them all outside, that is who my God is, he speaks in such a gentle way. But when they take that and they trash it, he makes sure that he put them all out. He said, you are a hindrance to the work of God. I cannot work while unbelief is here. I cannot work when mockers are here. God's kingdom can never prosper in a place where the enemy is allowed to thrive. I want to repeat. God's kingdom will never prosper in a place where the enemy is allowed to thrive. So what will God do? Before God can do something miraculous, spectacular, He will put out the agents of Satan. You call that sanctification, cleansing. He removes the agents of Satan from their midst. Then He does what He alone can do. He told, Now, I can work. After putting away, how many of them? All of them. All those who mocked him. All those who worked for the enemy. There. All those who ridiculed the power of the living God. He said, out you go. Get out, all of you. Nobody can stay here. After he put them all outside, that means they lost the privilege of witnessing such a great wonder the great miracle why? because they were not on the Lord's side they were all on the devil's side Satan was using so many people not only the people who came and gave the bad report to bad report to Jairus but the people the very same people who discouraged him from bringing Jesus to their home because the evil spirit of death that worked in the daughter worked in the people living there worked in the people who carry the news very actively demons are working against God's plan Satan wanted to stop Jesus from coming to Jairus' house and now Jesus made his way to Jairus' house Satan wanted to mock Jesus Christ raise people with unbelief there and fill the air with unbelief because Satan knows when unbelief becomes majority God will not work so Jesus said well this is my art to work this is why I'm here the father has faith the father of the child has faith that's enough because he was the one who came and called me all of you guys you have no business here Agents of Satan, get out. Get out of here. And he cast them all outside. Praise be to God. We need to do that. If you want to see God's kingdom come in your life, make sure. You remove every trace of unbelief from your life. And distance yourself from people will negatively influence you. Contrary to what God has spoken to you, 
Satan will try to do everything to come up against what God has spoken by using human beings, by using circumstances, whatever it is. Identify those things in your life and put them all out. Put them all out. Once that was done, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was laying. Only the people who had the faith to see the miracle were allowed to go in. Without faith, God cannot do anything in our lives. Let faith arise. Let the Spirit of God glorify Jesus Christ. In your family, in your marriage, in your finances, in your children's lives. In your body. Whatever it may be. In our church. In our family. Whatever the situation might be. It's important to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd, Jesus. When He assures us and reassures us again and again and again, He's about to do something big, something good, something great and glorious. God is about to do something big, but not before. He does some deletion. Not before. He does some elimination. Not before. He does the purging that needs to take place before He shows His great power. It is necessary to put away the leaven from among our midst. It is necessary for God to put away agents of Satan from among the presence of God's people. Only then can God's glory be revealed. We need people of faith to be there to witness what God would do. We need people who are agents of Satan to be out in order for God's glory to be revealed. Then he took the child by the hand and said to him, said to her, Talita kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. What did Jesus do? He took those few people full of faith, parents, three disciples. He entered where the child was laying. And he went straight to the little girl. And he took her by her hand and he spoke to the girl who was dead. Jesus Christ was seeing what no one else was seeing over there. Because he calls into existence things that are not even there. He said, oh, for the Lord of resurrection and life, this is a life thing. What we call death. For him, it's sleeping. That's how he sees it. That's how easy it is for Jesus Christ to raise the dead. 
What is it in your life that looks impossible that God cannot do? What is it? What looks complicated to you is it's a light thing for the Almighty God. Do you have faith to believe God for the impossible? To see God being glorified in your life, that should be your intention. We all need relief from pain, we all need relief from problems. But that shouldn't be the primary focus. Though our God is compassionate and He comes to relieve us from our pain and to heal us of all the diseases. But there's a higher purpose, there's a higher call, there's a higher goal that we need to focus on which is glorifying God. God should be glorified in our circumstance. That's why we want God to do a miracle. God should be glorified. All people should see who our God is. That's why we need God to do a miracle. That's why. That's why. That's the ultimate purpose. That should be your ultimate purpose. And Jesus took this little girl by her hand and said to her, again, what is he doing? He's giving his word. He's speaking Talita Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Talita Kumi, little girl, I say to you, arise. He spoke. He spoke to his, he spoke to her father. Now he's speaking to her. He spoke to Jairus. Now he's speaking to his daughter. The word that Jesus spoke to Jairus gave life, imparted life to Jairus. Kept him going all the way to his house, even though he knew that his daughter was dead. His face arose, shot up suddenly as soon as he heard the voice of God. He mixed his faith with the word of God. That's why Jesus went with him and had him when he did the miracle. The very same God who spoke his word into Jairus' life. Speaking into his daughter's life. He says, little girl, get up. Arise. Arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked. For she was 12 years of age. When did she get up? The moment she heard the voice of God. She was dead, yeah, she was dead. Everyone knew that she was dead. But the voice of the Almighty God brings the dead back to life. And they were overcome with great amazement. They all were amazed at this miracle. Amazed at this miracle. Because God had done something. Glorious. Something big. Something great. These people never witnessed. Such a big thing. Jairus. Jairus' wife. 
is being up close to the power of God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you would believe, you shall see the glory of God. If you would believe, you shall see the glory of God. If you only believe, you shall see the glory of God. Keep going. Keep going with Jesus. Let your faith continue to continue with the word of God that God has given to you. Let it be your vehicle to your miracle. Let your faith in what God has spoken to you be your vehicle to your miracle. In order for God to be glorified in your circumstance. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for your living word. Your word that raises the dead. Your word is more than enough for us. More than enough for us. Your word that is still alive. Every word that you have spoken to us, it shall come to pass. Provided we don't nullify it with our unbelief. May we be people Jesus took inside to do the miracle. May we be like the people Jesus chose out of them all to take with him when he went to perform the miracle. Let your faith arise in the midst of whatever you may see. Know this for sure. If Jesus gave his word to you, and if he said, I'm coming, you call me to come to your house to lay hands on your daughter to heal her, I'm coming. If he gave his word to you, he will make sure that he fulfills it. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he spoken it? Will he not bring it to pass? Will he not fulfill it? Oh yes, he will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this word that you have spoken this morning. Your word is all I need. Hallelujah. What a powerful creator God you are. What a compassionate creator God you are. What a living creator God you are. Oh, we just fall at your feet and we worship you. We thank you, Lord, because we have you. You will bring our dead back to life. And for this, we give you thanks. I pray that you'll bless your people at this hour. 
strengthen every brother, every sister, every child who's in the corn. Each one of them. By looking to you. In desperation. With faith in the living God. To overturn that which Satan has desired for their lives. To destroy the kingdom of darkness that is at work in their lives. To establish the flag of the Lord in their lives. Oh Father, I pray that you magnify Jesus once more. Magnify Jesus once more, Lord. Magnify Jesus once more. We thank you, Father. Continue to cleanse us. Continue to cleanse our church. Continue to cleanse everything we are and everything we have. May it be holy unto you. I pray for our church to continue to cleanse, Lord. Cleanse our churches. Everything that is impure. Whatever you see, Jesus, whatever you see, Whatever needs to go, let it go. In the name of Jesus. I pray with the hand of the Almighty God be revealed in the lives of your people. All those who are looking to you, Lord. For God to move in their midst. So that God may be glorified. That people may know that the Lord has visited his people. That people around us and far away from us know that God has visited his people. That people in our family, our neighbors, all those around us may know that God has visited His people. We are Your people, O God. We are Your people, O God. We are Your inheritance, O God. So glorify Your name in our midst. And thank You, Father, for doing this. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. As Your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I release your blessing upon your people at this hour, that they may continue with you until they see God manifest His power in their lives. That everything the enemy tries to send their way to discourage them, to distract them, to give counsel that is contrary to the Word of God, may be brought down to nothing in the name of Jesus. And I pray that your name, which is above every other name, the only name that is lifted in the lives of your people, the only name of Jesus Christ 
of Nazareth. May the only name that is worshipped, adored, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, for your blessing to rest upon your people, that they may continue pray through to victory. They may continue by faith, by staying with Jesus, by continuing to listen to the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, to keep what he has spoken deep inside of them and to meditate on what he has spoken. And every other voice may drown in the voice of the Almighty God. The voice of the Almighty God alone prevail and overtake every other voice in the name of Jesus, trampling the voice of the enemy, bringing it down to nothing. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.